I feel like tragedies, more tragedies happen over Christmas and over the festive period. And I don't know if that's perceived or if that's fact. So, of course, as usual, we brought in a professional to come and help me out. <laughs> Let me welcome you, uh, Dr. Duncan Kibogong, Acting Director of Road Safety for NTSA. That's a big title. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Davina. It's good to be with you this morning. It's so good Very to see fantastic. you. Yes. Thank you so much for coming yes. in, Dr. Kibogong. Um, just firstly, I see doctor. I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, I, I get flustered. <laughs> what are you a doctor of? Yes. Uh, I, uh, that, uh, uh, well, let me just put it this way. I actually am a doctor of medicine and uh, I do have some doctorate in uh, public health. Uh, my training is uh, originally or is been to become a doctor. But how wow. I came up into this field of road safety is that um, I've worked in a number of hospitals within this country. And over time, I've done all the way, worked all to seeing people in accident emergency departments, uh, to ICU and others. But one of the things which I've always, uh, you know, wondered is that do we really need to have most of these road crash victims out in the hospitals or rather arriving in the hospitals? No, we don't. So how do we work to ensure? So that's why I chose to work towards prevention and promotion of health so and that is it means promotion of safety and that's what basically i did and i've done a number of work out there worked in the un worked uh, in injury prevention with the who wow. and other institutions and i said at some point i need to go back to my country and ensure that we work towards improving road safety because that is one of the biggest causes of accidents in this country dumps and it is one of the biggest contribution to uh you know you know your hospital hospitalization of course deaths cause of deaths amongst others so uh, and that is what you're talking about in uh, prevention of road traffic crashes from happening is very important let's not in fact this an adage you always say prevention is always better than cure, cure. and that's where we are so this is super interesting because yes. in your in your learned opinion yes would you say what is the percentage of uh, road traffic uh, accidents in Kenya attributed to driver fault, mm-hmm. inebriation, mm-hmm. Uh, lack yes. of concentration, mm-hmm. to do what, mm-hmm. or fault in terms of roads? I'm talking about potholes. I'm talking about okay. bollards, to do what. What what is it as a percentage? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, the the estimate in terms of causation of road traffic crashes in this country is that in excess of eighty percent is because of the human behavior. What do we always talk wow. it? The human factor. And that is, at times people call it human error, but I would prefer to call it the human component or the human factor. And that brings the aspect to do the behavior of the person. And the person here is the road user. That is whether you are a pedestrian, whether you are a rider, whether you are a driver, whether you are you know, a bicyclist. And that contributes the biggest percentage. In fact, 85% of what causes road traffic crashes because of how we behave on that particular system on the road. A small percentage of about f- uh, 5 to 10 percent is because of the road. Another spot 5 to 10 percent is because of the vehicle. So we need to ensure that as you talk to your audience this morning, the behavior of the person, and here we're talking about many factors. Speeding is a behavioral aspect. If you choose to go a bigger speed and you get a crash, then of course definitely that's behavioral. When you drink and drive, when you have some drug of influence which is going to affect how you drive, then it's going to, uh, af- um, you, know, you know, that's a behavioral aspect. A uh, whole aspect uh, behaving in terms of whether you're using a helmet or not when you're mm. in a motorcycle or not, using a reflector jacket, uh, among its other behavioral aspects. So those are purely behavioral. 
if you are in a private vehicle, for example, and you don't use, um, you know, a, a safety belt, and in case of a crash, that is behavioral. So things which, uh, so up to, as I said, 85% is purely behavioral. And that's, I'm happy to be here today in the morning to discuss a number of behavioral aspects, touching on the Kenyan and your audience as well. Thank you. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Humans are dumb. Mm-hmm. We are stupid, but it's okay. We're figuring it out together. <laughs> Dr. Duncan Kivogong, Acting Director of Road Safety for NTSA. When we come back, I'm going to ask a huge question that I ask my family pretty much every day. Are breathalyzers back? Capital FM. 98.4 Capital FM, your best mix of music as we inch ever closer to the festive period, to the silly season. Silly, I think, because we make silly, silly mistakes. We make silly decisions. It's fine. I live close enough. I've had one or two. It's fine. I'll just go ahead. No problem. But I, I really, really do believe... Last night I was driving home and uh, from work and I was just like, what is going on? It's like everyone decided to drive in the middle of the road and weave. And I was like, it's a Monday. What do we do? And it's only, it was only 7 p.m. So we brought in uh, a professional, Dr. Dr. Duncan Kibogong, the acting director of road safety for NTSA. Uh, Dr. Kibogong, you said 80% yes. of accidents are due to human factors. So I have to ask a question on behalf yes. of me, mm-hmm. my family, my friends. Is the breathalyzer back? Yes, uh, put it this way. Yes, uh, the, it has not been a wave as such. I think if you put it this way, uh, you know, um, just so that uh, I bring this context into this, that um, we've noticed, and this is actually uh, that one of the biggest risk factors as relates to road traffic crashes is drink driving, mm. whereby we see a number of persons drink driving, drink riding, and even drink walking, whereby you see people drunk and walking across highways and not in control of themselves, and definitely that increases the risk of road traffic crash. So, um, breathalysers were basically introduced into this country, and it's there in the laws, and the whole aspect is to uh, reduce the number of persons, or the number of persons drinking and driving. Now, yes, so it is back, and it's been there, and the whole idea here is that, actually, I think the point which I want to put out is that as much as government tries to enforce the laws, the better part of it is that we should actually not drink and drive. No, of course. Yes. L- let me tell you, I've, I've lost friends to accidents of drink driving. Yes. The thing is that it, being a human, you start making, you bargain. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, but it's just there. or I've mm-hmm. just had this. Mm-hmm. What is the actual alcohol limit? Is it, what is the alcohol limit? Because let me tell you, I remember drink driving. Yes. From back in the day. Yes. And then it went away and then mm-hmm. someone high up was caught and then they were put back in the containers. Then they were put taken out of the containers. It is officially back. Yes. I can get pulled over. Mm-hmm. And what is the limit? Yes. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, the limit is, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it's more scientific. But uh, in what you call blood alcohol concentration, mm-hmm. you should not exceed 80 milligrams per uh, 100 deciliters of, uh, what do you call, 100 uh, de- de- deciliters of, 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 of blood. Basically, what it means is that uh, for every, uh, you know, 100 uh, liter of, of blood, you should not exceed 800 milligrams of alcohol should not be measured in your blood. Mm-hmm. And that usually translates to what you breathe out. And that's what you call breath alcohol concentration. And when you take in blood alcohol concentration, it should not go beyond 35 uh, milligrams, micrograms per 
liter of, of, of your breath. That is so scientific. May not make much yeah, sense. You're but the me. point <laughs> that I'm trying to tell you is, and that is for actually for private vehicles, for PSV, if you are a matutu driver or you are driving an heavy commercial driver, the limit should be zero. Basically, 100%. what you're saying, of you course. should not have alcohol. When you, and there's that small limit of people who are driving themselves, me and you, in our private vehicles, and is that and is Palom. But the, the, the point is, the point is, and I think this is very clear, um, it should not be about the limit, because you've also noticed that there's some people with even the smaller, or within even that limit, are under influence. So that is exactly, and this is why we have come up with some of these regulations, whereby you're saying that... Uh, for example, every commercial vehicle, you are driving a 22-wheeler vehicle or you are driving a vehicle with probably, you know, a high-capacity vehicle, you should have zero alcohol so in, in your blood so that you are not completely in influence uh, because of the same. So 80 milligrams of alcohol in 100 milliliters of blood, is yes. that one standard beer, one shot of spirit? What is that in terms of al- drink? I'll put it this way. There are so many factors which come into play. So many factors, and I'll explain to your viewers to an extent whereby I'll, in the long run, I'll not, I'll appear not to answer your question. Why I'm used to that? Because I'll, I'll explain. There are so many factors when it comes to the concentration of alcohol mm-hmm. in your blood or in your system. One, it depends on the percentage of the alcohol. If you are taking, uh, say for example, beer and gin, probably with, with you know whiskey, it's different concentration. So that amount does not it becomes different. Number two is that. Uh, People have different masses in terms of body sizes. If you are a big body mass, for example, then definitely uh, when it comes to the concentration, it's different from someone who is, you know, small body mass. Then three is that there are so many factors. Like, for example, if some people will still take and immediately go onto the road. Others take and they, 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 they are, uh, you know, they, they, they go uh, after six hours. This whole aspect, you always talk about what you call, uh, you know, you know, remove metabolism. Some people have been noted to be high metabolizers, others are slow metabolizers. Some can take even a small pint of it, you know, and that alcohol lingers in your body for a very long time. So there is no correct, wrong and right. But what you always say is that there is drink responsibly, meaning that as you drink, don't drive. In fact, I always say whenever you drink, don't drive. You'll get, you are likely to get yourself into, because those misjudgments will come that you think that you've taken what you think is good for you and when you get into the law the law enforcers you'll be surprised your figures your, 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 you know your breath alcohol is beyond the, 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 the accepted limit FM. dr kibbegong unfortunately yes. our uh, our time is running short but of course petrovich talking about psvs or mathries and uh, like, what's the story? It must be an absolute headache for NTSA uh, matatus and, and, and unroadworthiness. How do you how do you control them? Can you control them? Yes, uh, uh, on issues to do with unroadworthiness, or rather the vehicles not being roadworthy on Kenyan roads, is something which is of concern. As I said before, they do contribute to a, a percentage in terms of uh, causes of road traffic crashes. Uh, <coughs> as NTSA, we are working towards to ensure that all vehicles in this country. Uh, is moving forward will be uh, inspected and that includes even private vehicles uh, i've also just just about matatus but you also see private vehicles which are unroadworthy on the road and even some of them are quite pollutant in terms of emissions mm. they produce so uh, as part and parcel of that we have inspection centers and in these inspection centers we 
uh, do motor vehicle inspection for currently for PSVs and AV commercial vehicles. We are trying to increase our capacity and indeed we are increasing our capacity by what we are going to do, what we call outsourcing of motor vehicle inspection centers. What that means is that we'll have more motor vehicle inspectors across the country are run by the private sector because outsourcing means that we're going to have the private sector play a bigger role on that. And basically, the whole idea is to ensure that all vehicles in the country are inspected and they become uh, roadworthy uh, on regular basis. And this is quite important to the audience because this is something which is going to come out once we pass a regulation, which currently we are working towards having uh, what you call public participation, so that all vehicles in the country become roadworthy, not just matatus. Uh, yes, we've seen some vehicles not being road, uh, roadworthy in the road. We are working with the National Police Service to ensure that those vehicles are brought for inspection. And on top of that is that we always say road safety is a personal responsibility. We should not, and in fact your audience should know, and Kenyans at large, and indeed all road users should know that, matters touching on road safety and safety for that matter should not be something you delegate to another person. We would want everyone to become irresponsible, so much so that if your vehicle is not being inspected, we should not wait for you to be arrested by the roadside and taken. So that is the whole idea behind the same, yes. At the end of the day, you are essentially driving around in a tin can. Yes. Like, yes. it's just a tin can, people. Like, it's mm-hmm. very, very scary. Yes. So, Dr. Duncan Kibogong, uh, Acting Director of Road Safety, you said 80% of yes, road yes. incidents mm-hmm. are down to human factor. What is your final message before yes. I play a song for you to Kenyans this festive yes. period? Yes, uh, uh, my message is this. Uh, festive season is here in the next about a week two actually less than a week and 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 december and i think you mentioned this before is that it's been noted to have high number of road traffic crashes and fatalities in the recent past if you check our statistics how that comes is because of a number of factors one this usually what you call mass travel or rather ex, uh, you know many going people to traveling shags. Around, going to shags mm. go, coming back and all that two the behavioral aspect around that particular time festive season traditionally have been associated with partying and you know having festivities drink driving drinking and you know so we'd want that is one of the areas among us others including the whole aspect around fatigue in fact i think this is one of the areas which if people travel for over 400 500 kilometers on roads they don't know they've not used they've used last december and they've traditionally most people in these cities or most of these towns don't travel that distance so there's a lot of fatigue component some of the vehicles you use have not been you know subjected to long distant drive so there are whole risk factors around the same and traditionally you've noted an increase now my message to kenyans is that one obey the law make sure that safety becomes fast this december you cannot you should not uh, be on the road if your vehicle is not in the safer mode as fast two have your behaviors in terms of the road, uh, and I'll mention them very quickly because of lack of time, is you need not to speed on the road because you've noted these people when they go up country, you know, the shags, they travel with big speeds. Moderate your speeds. We'll be on the road and we'll be monitoring you together with the National Police Service and other stock. I'll ensure that three, don't drink and drive. I use this, I'll say this again and again. If you have parties, ensure that you drink responsibly, and if you are in, uh, you know, inebriated in any way, then don't touch the wheel of that vehicle. Then three, 
if you have to drive a long distance, make sure you break out, you break as you go along so that you don't have a situation whereby you get fatigued. That means that you need to plan your journey very well. Fourth is the whole aspect of obeying the laws, ensuring that your vehicle is, 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 is you know, roadworthy and, and having your license. Don't allow teenagers or young people who don't have licenses to ride and ride because we see it a lot. Distracted driving, you know, this aspect about having the phone on you and, you know, texting and tweeting and doing a lot of Facebook, you know, business. Let's have, as I said before, in excess of 80% is purely because of me and you as, as 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 a rider, as a passenger, as a driver. And in fact, as being a driver, and you had the very beautiful song of Dereva Junga Maisha, it is the driver you are basically driving lives, you know. So always and at all time, be alert, don't drink and drive, and, and, and ensure that you always ensure that everything is, um, you know, being safe. But as I said, safety should not be something you delegate or subject to another. Let it be your responsibility. Everybody and everyone, and that's when this festive season has worked in January, will all be safe. There you go. Don't be an idiot. Arrive alive. Capital FM.